All right. Welcome to the underground. A place to hear the word of God before you go six feet underground. A place where repentance starts. Who am I? I'm just the voice of one calling out saying repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Welcome to the underground. <sighs> Here we go again. <laughs> I asked God what he wanted me to talk about this uh, evening. And I think we're just going to uh, get straight to the heart. We'll talk about the heart of man. The heart of woman. The heart of those kids that you have. We're going to deal with those issues from scripture at that. And I know I say this a lot. I'm not going to be too long. I'm really, I know y'all be like, he said that and he still be going two hours for real. I'm I'm not going to try to hold y'all up. It's Thursday. I know American Idol might be coming on for some of y'all. I know Housewives might be coming on for some of y'all. And I know the basketball game. It just, March Madness started. So I'm not going to be too long. Touch your neighbor and say, he not going to be too long. He not going to be too long. He, he, he not going to keep us. And it's Thursday. I know Thursdays are uh, R&B nights for some of you guys. So I know you got to get to that too. All right. Uh, let's go to Psalms 51 and verse 10. Psalms 51 and verse 10. And then I'm going to just read a whole bunch of scriptures off to you. I'm going to read a whole bunch of scripture off to you so you can understand where we're going. And then we'll close off with a particular story about Jesus. You know, Jesus, the savior of the world. Jesus, the one you can't, without him, you can't enter into heaven. So you might want to know him. You might want to get cool with him. Everybody out there who listening to me, you might want to get cool with Jesus. I know you're on your little love affair with your other gods right now. And that's cool. We all go through them journeys. But at the end of the day, you might want to give Jesus a call. Because according to the word of God, that's the standard. That's the standard. And we can't get around that standard, man. It's been set in stone since the beginning of creation. The word of God says, no man can come to me but by Jesus. What are we going to do with that? What are you going to do with them type of verses? You know what? I, let me go read this verse again. Let me, let me, let's go there real quick. Let's start off just with, let's kick the dough down with a bold verse. And with, a, with, with just a bold, bold verse, excuse me. John chapter 14 and verse six, Jesus said to him, I am the way. I am the way you need to come. I am the way that you need to go to. There's no other way. You looking for peace, he say, I'm the way. You looking for forgiveness, he say, I'm the way. You looking for healing, he say, I'm the way. Look at these bold statement that he's talking about right now. You got to be God to talk like that. 
he's saying, I'm the way. You're looking for peace in your soul, he's saying, I'm the way. You're looking for everlasting life, Jesus saying, I'm the way. Not only did we say that, he goes on and tells us, and the truth. And the truth. You hear that word tossed out a lot these days. You the truth. I'm the truth. You the real deal. Jesus off top letting you know I'm the truth. Everything that comes from me, flow from me, is the truth. Every time I open my mouth, it's nothing but the truth. Everything that I think is the truth. My essence is the truth. That alone is a reason why we should worship him. Can you say that about yourself? I know I can't say that about myself. I'll put myself on the cross real quick. Your essence is just the truth. You he, he don't have no type of uh, slick thinking in his mind. No manipulations in his mind. No, he's not thinking of ways to get over, how to make this easier, how to get that more easier. He, he don't have that. You know why? Because he says, I'm the truth. I'm the real deal. I'm, I'm that person you should put that 100 sign by. You know that 100 sign with the red? He say, I'm that person you should always put that by. That's how true I am. I always keep it 100. <laughs> yeah. For, for everybody out there, for the, for the culture. Jesus said, I always keep it 100. I am the standard to what truth looks like. That's why a lot of people don't come to me. Because when they look at me, all they see is truth. And they don't like what they see. You know, that's what keeps people from Jesus. It's not his rules and his uh, commandments, because he told us, my, it's not that, it's not burdensome, it's light. So it can't be that. It can't be that. He teaches us how to be holy. He, he has patience with us how to be holy. He forgives us about that. It's coming to him, you got to get up out your falsehood. He exposes the lies that's within you. He exposes the fraud that you got painted. He exposes the fraud that you got posted. He exposes everything like that. Why? It's not that he's trying to do it on purpose. It's not that he's trying to put you down. It's not that he's trying to call you out. It's just because he's the truth. Truth can't mix with lies. Light can't mix with darkness. He been told us that in Genesis. You know, when he started separating light from dark, he been showing us from the get-go that there's a separation between light and dark. He been told us that, man. But that's just talking about the truth. 
And then he goes on after he tells us he's the truth. He then goes on to say, talk about boldness. Talk about having confidence. He goes on to tell us, then I'm the life. <laughs> yeah. He tells us, I'm the life. What life? Everything that you breathe. <laughs> you know that, right? of fact, that breath you just took, that's me. <laughs> that's me, right? That beat, that uh, puts your hand on your chest. You hear that? That's mm -hmm. me. That's me right there. He the life. There's no death in him, man. Death couldn't even contain him. Death couldn't hold him. Because he's the life. He has power over death. Mm -hmm. Now, understand, when he was speaking this, he was in human form. speaking this he was a man speaking he was just a regular man just like in the same human form that we got like right now head ears eyes all that and he's saying <laughs> this though i'm the truth i'm the way i'm the life you looking for a new life you got to come to jesus for that you looking to start your life over? I know I hear that a lot. I'm just ready to get, I'm just ready to start over. I wish I can just wipe my slate clean. You got to come to Jesus for that. I know that name kind of get people uh, acting funny. Mm. I know that name get people in a little, a little buzz and get people uh, uptight when we hear that name, but that name got life in it. That name got life in it. And then he says, no one comes to the father. No one. Rich, poor, beautiful, ugly compared to the, what the world says. Job, no job. House, no house. Good credit, bad credit. Furniture, no furniture. Nice car, no car. Metro pass, bus pass. I don't care what you got. I don't care where you went to school at. I don't care how pretty your family look. I don't care about none of that. I don't care how much money you make. I don't care what sports team that you own. I don't care how many championships ring you got. I don't care how many albums you got. I don't care how, much, how many stadiums that you selling out. That's all good and dandy. But no one is stepping to the Father if you don't come through me. What you going to do with those words? What you going to do with those words that's everlasting? What you going to do with those words that these are the words that said he put up heaven and earth compared to these words. He said heaven and earth go pass away. But those words that I just spoke, they ain't passing away. You can ignore it, but it ain't passing away. You can say, ah, oh, man, they tripping, but it ain't passing away. You can say it's written by man, 
but it's not passing away though. So while you're trying to find out what you're trying to do for the summer, or what you trying to when you're trying to find out what you what trips you finna take, or what's your next move, or who you go marry. Or who you finna uh knock down or something like that? Why you trying to find out all that? What you need to try to find out what I'm gonna do with these words right here. What I'm gonna do about John 14 and verse 6. Cause that's serious business right there. That's serious business right there. And I want you to know the man named Jesus said it. I'm just the voice telling you what he said, but that's what he said. He told me to come tell y'all that. I'm just the messenger. So now that we got the gospel out the way, okay, now we got the gospel. And if you need to get saved, go ahead, just call up on the Lord. I do that. Just say, Jesus, come. Can you help me? Can you help me? Can you please help me, God? I'm, I'm in a bad situation right now. And I know that the word says I can't come to the Father but by you. So I'm coming. Can you help me get there, God? That's just a sincere answer and a call for salvation right there. Psalms 51 and verse 10. Psalms 51 and verse 10. So this morning I was just uh, riding, heading to work, praying. And the Holy Spirit started speaking to me about, you know, as humans, we, we have a, a way of working on a lot of things in life. We'll work on our, uh, we'll work on our looks. Nothing wrong with these things, by the way. We'll work on our looks. We'll work on our credit. You know, we'll work on our styles. We'll work on our relationships. We'll work on our resumes. We'll work on our house. I seen somebody today working on their cars, you know, getting their car fixed up. They slab ready. Shout out to Ace Town. Getting a slab ready. But when we read the scriptures, one of the main things that God is asking humans to be aware of is the heart. Have you been working on your heart? Why do you need to work on your heart? Because Jeremiah chapter 17 and verse 9 tells us the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick. You go to the doctor. They take some tests. It comes back that you have high blood pressure, high cholesterol, uh, all type of different things going on. Uh, it says that you need to work on this and work on your uh, your weight and all these type of things. And he tells you, hey, these are the steps you need to work on to get better. 
you'll be a fool not to start working on those things. Why? Because your health is at stake. He's telling you, the doctor is telling you, you're sick. So you need to start working on these things. Mm. And we'll put faith in that doctor. And I know we'll put faith because we'll start going to different appointments. We'll start taking different vitamins. We'll start taking different pills. We'll lay off the sugar. We'll lay off the salt. Our diets will change. Why? Because we have received the word. And we understand and we have faith in what this person is saying. And I know we have faith again because our lifestyles begins to change. So when we read Jeremiah 17, 9, look at it as a physician coming to tell you, hey, I got some, if I did some tests on your heart. And I want you to know it's desperately deceitful and wicked. Why are we ignoring that? Why are we just going on just about every, every just, we're just, just ignoring these things in La La Land? He just told us that our hearts is desperately sick. Which doctor I need to go to? I watch show, I watch a lot of, you know, uh, like detective shows and different shows like that also. And I see the, uh, when somebody's really sick, you know how much they will search for the right doctor? Why? Because they're trying to get well. One doctor will tell them something. You know what they'll say? No, let me get a second opinion on that. Mm -hmm. They're seeking. They're knocking for healing. They want to find the best doctor. Well, we have the best doctor right here in this word. David understood that. This is why he said in Psalms 51 in verse 10, create in me. In me. In me. I'm not worried about my husband. I'm not worried about my wife. I'm not worried about my kids. I'm not worried about my sister. I'm not worried about my brother. I'm not worried about granny. And I'm not worried about auntie. I'm not worried about papa. I'm not worried about uncle. I'm not worried about my coworkers. I'm not worried about my boyfriend. I'm not worried about my girlfriend. I'm not worried about my church members. I'm not even worried about my pastor. Create in me the awareness that David had. Understand, he was king. While writing this, over a lot of people, authority over a lot of people. Well, it could have been easy. It could have been easy for him to tell God, creating them a clean heart. Mm -hmm. Creating Bathsheba a clean heart. Creating my son, Absalom, a clean heart. These are all the people that he was at war with, in conflict with. He could have easily blamed them and say, create in them a clean heart. But he told them, create in me 
the awareness that he had. When you have that type of awareness, when you're able to look in the mirror and say, me, that's when you had an encounter with the truth. And now you're on the way to what? Life. I'm the way, the truth, and the life. First, the encounter with truth puts you on the way to life. David said, creating me a clean heart. Not the in clean heart. So he if he says a clean heart, he understood I got a wicked heart. You have to come to understanding of that. I'm still hearing a lot of, you know, uh, I, I, call, I got the ears. I, I'm just listening. I like to listen. I like to hear. I like to listen to what people are saying, what is coming from the abundance of the people's heart. I'm still hearing people really think they're good. I'm a good person. I, I ain't, I'm not that bad. They're dependent on their acts. They're dependent on their own self-righteousness, which scriptures teach us in Isaiah that your righteousness are like filthy rags compared to the holiness of God. So you don't want to bank on that. You don't want to put your money on all your righteousness. That's not going to make it. And renew a right spirit. I'm still in Psalms 51. And 10, renew a right spirit within me again. It's all about me, 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 me. Forget about you, 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 you. So when you gonna get up, get up and work on your spirit. Why are you not working on your spirit? Work on your credit. I get that. I swear I get that. We got to do what we got to do, right? Yeah, work on that. Work on your look. It's going to be summertime. Work on that. I get that. Okay? Work on your house. Remodel. That's cool. But we do know God can just come through at any moment. We know how he is. But can you work on your spirit while you're doing all that? Huh? Can you start working on your heart, believer? Because I want you to know a true believer can know if you're working on it. How you know what's in the heart? Out of the heart, the mouth speaks. I know what's in your heart by what you're talking, how you're talking. He gives us that game plan already. See, the word of God is just nothing but game for life. G-A-M-E. It's the whole game for life. And guess what? Every morning, I'm putting my debit card in there. And I'm withdrawing every single morning. I type my PIN number in. What's the PIN? Repent. I type that in, and I'm getting number gained from the ATM of God. Then in, uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. I want to read a couple of more. Proverbs 4 and 23. Keep your heart with our villages, for, for from it flows the spring of life from your heart. 
what flows from your heart. All right. Ezekiel 36 and verse 26. And I will give you a new heart and a new spirit I will put within you. Why would he have to give you a new one if the one you have is already good? If you cool, if you good. You have to be aware that you need a new heart and a new spirit. Aware of these things, woke to these things. This is what makes us seek after God when we know we're in need of something. Something spiritual at that. You know why you can't be content with where you're at right now? Because you're not working on your spirit. But God can renew a spirit within you that can make you content, can make you at joy, at peace, wherever you're at right now. And I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding in all your ways. Acknowledge him and he will make your paths straight. Matthew 5, 8, blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see God. First Samuel 16 and 7, but the Lord said to Samuel, do not look on his appearance or on the height of his statue. This is for all you ladies out there. Okay. Here goes some game for you right here. God is telling you how to pick a husband. He's telling you right here. But the Lord said to Samuel, do not look on his appearance. Or on the height of his statue, because I have rejected him. Some of y'all are with somebody that God has rejected. Let me say that again. Some of y'all are laying up with a man or some of y'all are laying up with a woman that God has rejected. Why? Because you're so fixated on the appearance or the statue of that person. For the Lord sees not as man sees. He's telling us right here, I don't look at man like how y'all see it. I don't see man like how y'all see man. I don't see women how y'all see women. I don't. Man looks on the outward appearance. Man looks at the outer things. They look at what car people are driving. They look at what house people are living in. They look at what people jobs they have. How people are built, how people's smiles are, how people knows are, if they not needed or not. Mm -hmm. These are the things we look at, right? 
This is how we judge people. Do you see why God is very iffy about giving authority to man? Look how we judge people. Where they working? <laughs> uh, a lot of y'all would have skipped King David. You know why? Because he was working in the, in the field. So a lot of y'all would have passed him up. In a, he, he a sheep? Oh, uh-uh. Uh-uh, he ain't on my level. But when they come to the palace, they on your level now. I'm saying these things, this is why we need to get a new heart and a new spirit so we won't look at people like that. You're missing out on the palace because you're judging the wrong way. You're missing out on a palace because you haven't worked on renewing the right spirit within yourself. So the right spirit within yourself can't even attract the right spirit within a man. Or a woman. You know, I'm talking about the God of our generation these days. If you're uh, wondering what he's talking about. What's that? Relationships. That's an idol in our culture relationships we have relationship goals we have relationships goals but don't even have relationships with the creator what are we what are we talking about but you know what this is how I know what's in the heart of man. Because that's coming out of the mouth. So when I see that, or when we hear that, we definitely need to already pray, okay, they need a new heart. They got, pray for them a new spirit. I know they probably asking that you pray for them for that in a job. And I, I'm not praying for, I'm praying, give them a new spirit. A new spirit. Before I ask any, God, make my heart right. I can get that, but if my heart not right, uh, I'm rejected. Approval by the world, but rejected by God. Yeah, you got approved. I'm glad you got approved. Good, but rejected by God. I'm talking to believers about right now. I'm, I'm not talking to the lost man. I'm talking to believers on things that we ought to be working on. As believers, as disciples, we have to be disciplined in our spirit, disciplined in our minds, disciplined with our hearts, disciplined. Now, I'm going to end off with this story. Have I been taking too long? Shout out to everybody who listening in the USA and shout out to everybody who listening overseas. I appreciate y'all listening to the underground, a place to hear the word of God before you go six feet underground. Appreciate our love. 
And uh, if you ever get a chance, pass this on, man. All right. Pass this on to somebody. Let people know. All right. All right. So go to Matthew chapter 15 and we're going to end off on this. We're going to end off on this. Shout out to everybody who just coming in. If you just coming in, if you can, please put it on mute. Please put it on mute. I appreciate you coming in, though. Jesus teach, teaches about inner, uh, inner purity about this in Matthew chapter 15. So some Pharisees, I'm going to start off at uh, verse 1, Matthew chapter 15 and verse 1. If you don't have a Bible, go to our uh, next Bible in our generation, which is Google. And Google Matthew chapter 15. I read from the New Living Translation. That's what I like to read from. It says, some Pharisees and teachers of religious law now arrived from Jerusalem to see Jesus. So they was traveling. To, uh, they hated him. <laughs> they disliked him. They had schemes and plans for him, but they traveled to see him. You know? Hey, I want, I want, I want, I want some, uh, this is a word from somebody. Uh, you got people traveling to see you. They flying to see you. And you may be thinking this is the one. This may be it. I want you to know, don't get too caught up just because people are coming from far away to see you. They may got schemes out for you. They may got a plan for you. Jesus didn't get caught up in the Pharisees and the Sadducees coming to see him. Coming to hear him speak. Just because people come in and hear you speak doesn't mean they have the best interest for you. They just probably coming to hear you speak to see you slip up. See what you've been up to. See what's really going on. Getting the inner scoop. So don't get flattered by people coming to see you. People pulling up on you. <laughs> Pull up. Don't get flattered by that. All right? So all my young people, don't get flattered about that. Yeah, don't get flattered because somebody is driving all the way to PV to come see you. They driving from Lamar to come see you. Don't be flattered by that. All right. They asked him, why do your disciples disobey our age-old tradition? So basically, the Pharisees was wondering why the disciples was uh, Jesus, the people who was really walking with Jesus, who was really trying to learn about Jesus. They weren't trying to learn about church rules. So they was asking uh, Jesus at this time, why are your disciples uh, ignoring uh, Sunday school? Yeah, why they don't come to Sunday school? Why they don't come to Wednesday night prayer service? Yeah, Jesus. That's basically what they're asking him. If he, if they was asking, they asking those type of questions in these days. Why they don't come to the Usher Board, uh, uh, Usher Board meeting? Why they don't give to the building fund? These are the type of questions. Why are they not obeying our old age tradition? Why are they not obeying the tradition of our church? That's what they ask. 
not not asking why they not working on their heart. Why they not working on a spirit? But they're asking why they are not obeying our traditions. Traditions. Why they not obeying religious mindsets, basically. Be eerie of those type of people who are so dogmatic on old traditions to have a little Pharisee, Sadducee spirit within them. For they ignore our traditions of ceremony, hand washings before they eat. Be eerie of people calling you into their office because you're ignoring traditions. They don't talk nothing to They're not talking nothing to you about your heart, your spirit, about repentance, about reading the word of God. They're more concerned about why you're ignoring the traditions, the religious rules. So Jesus replied, you know, he always had a reply. And I want you to know, if you have a reply, make sure it's coming from a good place. If you're going to reply, make sure it's coming from God. See, Jesus never replied from an emotional standpoint. He wasn't trying to reply because he just wanted to be right. He was replying with what? Truth. Why? Because he's the way. He's the truth. And when you reply, make sure it's coming with truth. Not your own identity. Not something you learned on YouTube two days ago. Not from a documentary that you learned or that you just heard. Make sure when you reply, you're replying with truth. When you open your mouth, do truth come out of it? Every time Jesus opened his mouth, disciples of God, truth was coming out of it. Are we there yet? Absolutely. I know we're not all there yet. But let's keep working on when we open our mouth. You know what? I'm going to speak true. Even if this might hurt your feelings, even if this may not uh, make us best of friends anymore. But when I speak, I'm coming with truth. I don't have time to use my mouth for falsehood. Why you don't talk that much? Because when I speak, it's truth. And I understand when I talk, people just want to hear lies and flattering tongues. But I use my mouth for truth. My mouth has been purified. It's been touched by coals. It burned my lips. So now when I speak, there's a price to be paid. My words are expensive. That's why I don't talk too much. You can't afford them. Why do you, Jesus said in verse three, why do you by, uh, by your traditions violate the, violate the direct commandments of God? Four, verse four, for instance, God says, honor your father and mother and anyone who speaks disrespectful of 
their father or mother must be put to death. Shout out to the young people. Look how serious guys, God was about disrespecting your parents. He says, anyone who speaks disrespectfully. Shut up, mom. I hate you, mom. <laughs> oh, my God, I hate you. You get on my nerves. I can't wait to get out of here. God say, put them to death. <laughs> God wouldn't play no games with, uh, with you people. No games. Hey. We got to get back to uh, respecting our parents. It's an order. It's a commandment. Pray about it. Do whatever you got to do. But you got to get back to uh, respecting your parents. It's a commandment. It's non-negotiable. It's non-negotiable. Respect your mother or respect your father. But my parents ain't never did nothing for me. My mama ain't never did. I don't like. It's still a commandment. You still got orders. I'm talking to the believers right now. You still got an order to respect them. You don't got to like them. Matter of fact, you don't even got to talk to them like that. But when they in your prisons, guess what? You go respect them. That's an order. In other scriptures, it said your life will be cut short. That's what the word of God says. So all I'm saying is let's get back to respecting our parents. Let's get back to respecting our parents. I'm going to say something. Some of y'all probably don't like this. Or I, it may uh, offend some people, but uh, there's a lot of young people dying in these streets to gun violence and dying in these streets to gang violence and all these type of club violence and shooting up things and a lot of young people dying. Can some of those be from disrespecting parents? Mm. Cause your life will be cut short. So I'm just saying, be easy with disrespecting your parents. See, because you're not disrespecting your parents when you do that. Now you're disrespecting a direct commandment from God. All right. All right, let's go to the next thing. Let's keep on going. Verse five. But you say it is all right for people to say their uh, say to their parents, sorry, I can't help you. For I have vowed, for I have a vow to give God what I would have given to you. Verse six, in this way, you say they don't need to honor their parents. And so you cancel the word of God for the sake of your own traditions. You hypocrites. Isaiah was right when he prophesied about you. For he wrote, these people honor me with their lips, but their hearts, going back to the hearts, are far away from me. Lip service, but your hearts are far away from me. This is why, like I said in the beginning, 
why we need to start working on our hearts. This has to be top priority of our lives right now. We need to start working on our hearts, asking God daily, please, God, purify my heart. Wash my heart, God. I don't I have things that I don't even know what's in my heart, God. Some of you guys really think you're good and you probably have bitterness all up in your heart. You probably have unforgiveness all in your heart. And the reason you don't know, because you haven't went to the doctor. Who's the doctor? Jesus. You need to go to him so he can show it. He can put it up to the light. You need to test your heart against the light. That's what happens when a doctor shows you the exam. They put it up next to a light and you can see the things. And they'll show you, look, you see this dot, dot right here? That's what that is. You need to put your heart next to the light. Jesus is the light of this world. Put your heart next to it so you can start to be clean. You're honoring him. You're telling, yeah, I believe in God. You're honoring him with scriptures here and there. But your heart is far away from him. Let's get our heart back to God. Yeah, your body is there, but your heart is far away from him. Your body is in the church, but your heart not there. Excuse me. Your body in that marriage, but your heart not there. Your body at that job, but your heart not there. You need a heart transfer. You need a new heart. You need to call John Q. <clears throat> you need to get John Q on the line and ask him to fight for a new heart for you because obviously he can get it. Right. <laughs> Shout out. That was a good move. But I just wanted to, show, I, I wanted to uh, really focus in on that verse. Matthew chapter 15, 8, verse 9. These people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. He's talking about religious people right here, by the way. <clears throat> He's not talking about the world. He's not talking about unsaved folks. He's talking about folks who know the commandments of God. Who have traditions who have family heritage with godly people. He's saying, yeah, they talking all that, but their hearts are far away from me. Verse 10, then Jesus called to the crowd to come in here. He called to the crowd. He made a call to the crowd. He wasn't in the crowd. He made a call to it. He spoke to the crowd. He wasn't trying to be in the mix with them. He wasn't trying to be in with the crowd. He spoke to him. To come and hear, listen, he said, look at the authority he had. Look at the authority. How, the, 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 he didn't have no type of swag. I don't know. He probably was wearing them long uh, 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 shirts or whatever with some sandals. But he had a, such an essence about him, a, such an authority about him. That when he cried, when he called, 
they just came. When he spoke, they just listened. Before, he ain't had no marketing schemes. He ain't had no Facebook. He ain't have no TikTok videos that promoting him. So people can be like, who, who is that? He just called and they came. What kind of essence that? You know what he had? He just had a pure heart. Some of y'all trying to come up in life. How about just having a pure heart? You trying to figure out a way to make it. God said, just get a pure heart and you'll make it. Jesus has so much of a, 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 a aura about him. The God of this earth came to him and said, man, let me offer you something, man. Who's the God, the God of this earth? The, the scriptures tells us the devil is. And in Matthew chapter four, he came to Jesus and said, man, I, hey, I offer you all this. What, what he Did he have some type of swag that made the devil say, man, bro, you so cold with it? Ooh, did she was, she, was it that she was so fine that he just had, no, 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 no. Jesus just had a certain pureness about him, a certain holiness about him. See, holiness gets you attention. You think surgery go get you attention. You think surgery is going to catch his eye. But I want, I'm here to tell you, young lady, holiness will get his attention. Man. You think flashing your money go get her attention? Huh? You think your swag go get you attention? You think your thugness go get you attention? I'm telling you right now, young man, holiness will get her attention. Holiness. I know that's wild, the thing, like, nah. No, I'm telling you, holiness will get the attention that you're looking for. It hasn't came true to you, or it, you can't live, you don't understand that reality because you never walk in it. I'm here to tell you, when you walk in holiness, it'll get you the attention that you're looking for. You don't have to ask for it. It just comes. That's why Jesus can walk through Jerusalem, walk through his uh, hometown, walk through everywhere. Walking, by the way. <laughs> He's walking. Let me ask you something. When you see people walking, what do you think? Be honest. Be honest. When you see people walking. Right. What do you think? Well, that's what Jesus was doing. But I don't know what kind of swag he had. He was walking and still had the authority to call people. And they'll stop. Wait a minute. Who was that? Who was that talking? God gave him that. But you asking for a boyfriend. <laughs> You asking for money. Switch your prayers around a little bit. Just every once in a while, switch them up a little bit. And just ask for a pure heart. Somebody may come, 
that pure heart, somebody may come offer you a house. Oh my God. I'm I'm giving you the keys right now. I'm trying to give you all the keys. The devil offered Jesus. He had a pure heart and the devil was offering this guy the whole glory, the kingdoms. He was so pure and holy. So your come up, young man, young lady of God, woman of God, man of God, your come up is holiness. Oh man, I, wait a minute. Where I'm at? I, I, I didn't went off on something. Oh, I, I uh, verse ten. Then he called to the crowd, and we went off on a whole plug. He said, "Listen, listen, listen." He said, "And try to understand. And try to understand. Get an understanding. If you're listening." to have an argument, if you're listening, to have a, a ping pong conversation with somebody, you're listening for all the wrong reasons. But listen to people, here's another way to come up. Here's another way to gain favor with people. Young people, here's another nugget. Here's a way to come up. Listen to understand people when they talk. Don't listen to give advice. Don't listen to sound right. Don't listen to sound deep. Just listen to understand. And you'll begin to get favor. You'll begin to get favor. It's not what goes into your mouth that defiles you. That grill that you have, it doesn't defile you. It's fly though, it's blinging too, okay? Those pearly whites that you got, I love it. <laughs> it's real pretty, yeah, I see it, but it doesn't defile you, okay? Vegans, I know, you probably think you're better than a lot of people, right? You don't even know me, I love that, congratulations. But I want you to know it doesn't defile you. You don't eat pork? Hey, congratulations. I'm so happy for you. I'm glad you got off the pork. Power to you. But it doesn't defile who you are. That doesn't make you more righteous than anybody. But let me tell you what defiles you. You are defiled by the words that come out of your mouth. You're defiled by how you speak to your wife. You're defiled how you speak to your husband. You're defiled how you speak of your coworkers. You're defiled how you speak to your kids. You're defiled how you're speaking to your mother right now. You're defiled how you're speaking to your parents right now. You're defiled how you're speaking about the president of America right now. You defile how you're speaking about black people right now. You defile how you're speaking about white people right now. You defile how you're speaking about Chinese people right now. You defile how you're speaking about poor people right now. You defile by that. So how are you speaking about people? How are you speaking about the man these days, women? 
What is your conversation about the creation of man? Because I want you to know that's a divine role. Yeah, God created man. So how are you speaking of man right now? Because that's how you're being defiled. And how are you speaking about women these days, man? Because I want you to know that's a divine role. God created woman. So you're not speaking down on a woman. You're speaking on the creator who created the woman. How are you speaking about it? You're being defiled by that. That's how you're being defiled. What's coming out of your mouth? Then the disciples came to him and asked, do you realize you offended the Pharisees by what you just said? <clears throat> I want you to know when you speak the word of God, you're going to offend people. There's people who was already, I've been speaking, I've been reading nothing but the word of God. So I know I've offended some folks right now. I already know. <laughs> but you know what? You see Jesus bold, confident, because he know he's been defiled real good because what's coming out of his mouth is the word of god he's undefiled undefiled so yeah he yeah the, the disciples came to him do you realize so you see the maturity do you see the uh the material of the uh disciples right now mm -hmm. they're not there yet because they still uh worried about what people think do you realize you offended people so they still got some growing up to do. Jesus not even worried about offending people. He worried about just bringing truth. But his disciples still worried about offending people. Do you realize you offended them? By what you just said? Jesus replied, every plant not planted by my heavenly father will be uprooted. So everything in your life, believer, that hasn't been planted by God, because some of us sowing seeds on our own accord, and you watering it, that. But I want you to know, even though you have planted it and it looks like it is growing, if it wasn't planted by God, it will be uprooted. Some of you guys are crying right now. Some of you guys are taking losses right now. Some of you guys are saying, man, I got a setback right now. No, no, no. I want you to know, you believer, it ain't a setback. It ain't a loss. I just want you to know it's just been uprooted. Because mm. God didn't plant that. And this beautiful garden that's got, that God is trying to plant in your life, that cannot stay. So he's uprooting it. Oh, that's a word for somebody and somebody getting healed right now. Somebody coming into deliverance right now. You can stop crying about that. That just got uprooted in your life. You can stop crying about that. That just got clipped out of your life. God had to uproot that. That wasn't planted by him. You planted that. You sowed that seed. And you watered it. You need to come back to garden school. It's okay. Thank God for uprooting it. So your prayer tonight, whoever I'm talking to, I want you to thank God for uprooting that thing out of your garden. Amen? Mm -hmm. Amen. Let me keep reading. I'm almost... Okay. 
So ignore them. Ooh, look at that powerful word God tells us. Hey, I got a word for you. I, I got a prophecy for you. He, go, he, he goes, this big revelation. Hmm. Ignore them. They go a word for somebody. Ignore them. Stop worrying about what they're saying. Stop worrying about what they're thinking. Stop worrying about how they go perceive you. Just ignore them. And keep going on with your life. They are blind. God's leading the blind. And if one blind person guides another, they will both fall into the ditch. All right. Then Peter said to Jesus, explain to us this parable that says people are, are defiled by what they eat. Then Jesus says, don't you understand yet? Jesus asks, anything you eat passes through the stomach and then goes into the sewer. But the words you speak come from the heart. I want to stop right there. That's what defiles you. For from the heart comes evil thoughts. This is why at the beginning when we talked about why we need to work on our heart. Why is this the most important thing? Every day we need to get up asking God. We need to have heart goals. Not money goals. I'm talking to the believer again. Not money goals. Not the uh, relationship goals. Not all these other goals that we got. What about our heart? Because that's what's defiling us right now. But the words you speak come from the heart. So again, I told you, you'll be able to know what kind of heart somebody has. Listen to their words. If they talking, if they have evil thoughts, if they have murderous thoughts, and when we talk about murder, we're not just talking about physical. If they like to murder people with their words, heal people with their words, Heal self-esteem with their words. Heal mindsets with their Kill dreams with their words. They murderous. Adulterous. This is just not people who cheat on a spouse or nothing like that. This is a spiritual adulterer too. They have different relationships with different gods. So if they, out of their hearts, they start talking about different gods and different this and want to tangle you in all these different spiritualities and all that, you seeing what's in their heart. You already seeing what's in their heart. Okay? Sexual immorality. Is it, is it always about this sexy thing? Just sex, 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 sex. It's always about the flesh with them. They showing you what's in their heart. They showing you. You don't have to pray about nothing. What are you praying about that? Pray about this. Well, I don't got to pray about that. It's already being revealed to you. They're stealing. They have a stick. They love to steal. This is not just physical things. They stealing ideals. They stealing. They like to steal money. Steal, 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 steal. Steal your joy. You know, that's that devil complex because he come to steal, kill, and destroy. Mm -hmm. 
lying, slander. These are what defile you. So if you see this in the hearts of people, get away from them. Why are you steady trying to build something with them? Believer, you're unequally yoked. You're praying to God to reveal it. He's saying, listen to their words, my child. I'm going to show you their hearts. But you know why you can't see their heart? Because you're looking at the appearance of things. So I hope you can start looking at the heart. Hey, I ain't mean to take too long with y'all, man. I appreciate y'all coming out tonight, listening to this word of God. I appreciate y'all coming out to the underground. What's the underground? A place to hear the word of God before you go six feet underground. Who am I? <laughs> I told you I ain't nobody special. I'm just a voice of one calling out saying, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Hey, work on that heart. I love y'all. I'm out.